0: Why should we have rituals or routines? How can they benefit us? Are there rituals and routines that can be destructive or hold us back?
1: I think about this a lot. I plan my ideal morning or day or week all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Sticking to it is another story altogether. Okay, let's dig into this. Hi, this is Laura. This is Nikki with the Stardust Society, inspiring you to stop getting in your own way and start building an art biz and
0: life that you love. We are artists who believe strongly in the power of community, accountability, following your intuition, taking small, actionable steps, and breaking down the barriers of fear and procrastination that keep you stuck.
1: Follow along with us on our creative business journey as we encourage you on yours,
0: I think of rituals and routines much like habits. They can be really positive or they can hold you back. And I'm working to replace some of my negative habits with more positive routines.
1: Rituals and routines can reduce anxiety and stress. They can help you sleep better. They can help you be more productive. They can help provide clarity and a whole lot more. Um, there's three main types of rituals and routines that we're going to talk about today. Okay. Morning routines, evening routines, and creative
0: rituals. From a positive perspective, I like to think that rituals and routines can help us focus. They kind of clear our energy and space so that we can focus on our next priority mm-hmm. and sort of let go of anything else that's filling up our minds. So let's start off with morning routines. Okay, Laura, what is your ideal morning routine look like? All right. So my ideal morning routine in the perfect magical unicorn world, (laughs) (laughs) which we live in all the time. Yes, we do. It would be waking up, stretching, having a little brief yoga session, maybe 10 minutes of meditation, followed by some exercise and walking my dog. Um, Then taking a shower and having some, either some water or tea or a green smoothie to Mm -hmm. help wake me up and then setting an intention for the day so I can approach the day and life from a place of possibility. So I would want to write some morning pages. And morning pages,
1: for those who aren't familiar, are an exercise from Julia Cameron's book, The Artist's Way. Mm -hmm. And it's basically the daily practice of writing three pages longhand of whatever is in your head first thing in the morning. Basically, it's a brain dump. Right. You don't edit yourself. You don't even really need to look at it again. You just get all that crap out of your head first thing in the morning.
0: Yeah. And so I love the idea of those. And then writing in my Start Today journal, which is a a journal that has um, some dreams and goals. And it's sort of writing out things as if they'd already happened oh, um, cool. to sort of yeah, you might call it a little bit of the law of attraction woo woo stuff but uh-huh. i think it's really just setting your mindset towards towards those things right and then also reviewing the priority list and the schedule that i had completely set the night before so that i could just be ready to get started okay so
1: that's your ideal morning routine what is your <laughs> real morningly routine look like
0: okay in reality if I have an alarm set, I hit snooze maybe four to five times, (laughs) possibly more. Uh, I grab my phone before I even get out of bed. I mean, I check email, Instagram, Facebook notifications, um, and then eventually I get up and decide if it's worth taking a shower that day, because, you know, we're in a pandemic after all.
1: (laughs) And let's face it, it usually is not worth taking a shower.
0: <laughs> you do the sniff test and then you move, on, you move on. I I walk the dog until he goes number two. And then I briskly walk him back into the house, which is usually like five minutes. The poor guy. Yeah. And then I feel disorganized and I sit around and try to figure out what to start working on first. So I frequently just go back to checking email, Facebook and Instagram again.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. So okay, so your your ideal morning routine sounds great, but it's a lot to expect to move to that perfect scenario Mm -hmm. from where you are now. So why don't we see what you can compromise with that's in between the two extremes?
0: Okay, so realistically, I could remove my phone from my bedroom. and if I need an alarm, I can just set my Alexa downstairs to go off. And then I have to physically get out of bed and go over to the the stairwell and holler downstairs to turn it off.
1: You can you can hear Alexa from upstairs when she's oh, yes. downstairs?
0: Yes, I well, I'm a super light sleeper, so I can I wake up from anything, but yeah. I definitely hear it. OK, Um. so once I'm physically up, I can just make the commitment to myself that I'm not going to go lay back down. <laughs> Does that, does that work for you? Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So then what are
1: you frantically running downstairs to pick up your phone?
0: Probably, but I think I can check just to make sure that there were no urgent family phone calls and then commit to setting it aside for 30 minutes.
1: And would that work for you
0: or would you just start mindlessly scrolling once you've picked it up? I think I could make that work. I'm not one for um, exercising early in the morning. I prefer to do that in the evenings. But I like the idea of setting that phone aside and then taking five minutes to stretch and doing maybe a five to 10 minute meditation. Okay, there are like plenty of great guided meditations available, Um, which means you're not setting the phone aside at all. (laughs) Well, but you're using it for good and not evil. Yes. Okay. True. True. Yeah. Touche. Okay. Okay. So I, but I love, um, sounds true, has some great ones and I use Hoopla a lot for that, which I've mentioned before. It's uh-huh. a great app that my Dallas public library system offers. Woohoo. Yay. Library. When is the Dallas public library
1: going to sponsor this podcast?
0: I don't know. They need to soon because we give them a lot of free advertising, don't we? <laughs> so then I can walk the dog and take a quick shower.
1: And you don't have to do a big workout, just the the little bit of yoga and the walking the dog. It's just helpful to move your body.
0: Yeah, I agree completely. And um, and I can still do a larger workout if I want to later in the day. But um, if I want to, if I want to, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big primper. So in the morning, it probably takes me 10 minutes to get ready. Um, and I likely I likely won't sit and write three morning pages, though, to be honest,
1: Right. But if that's something that you'd like to do, but don't think you have the time or patience for, there's other ways that you could kind of do it. Um, I know that the ideal way is to write it out longhand, but Mm -hmm. I would say something's better than nothing. So maybe you consider dictating those random thoughts, that brain dump, dictating it into your phone while you're walking your dog or doing other parts of your morning routine.
0: Okay, so we're not actually ditching the phone anymore, but (laughs) we're using it in a positive way. Yes, absolutely. Yes. As a tool, not a distraction. As a tool, not a distraction. That's a good way to put it. So I I do like the idea of sitting down after the walk and reviewing my top three list of of things that need to get done that day and Mm -hmm. to set an intention at the same time. It helps sometimes to even give myself a little mantra like, Everything today will be full of ease. <laughs> that I can repeat <laughs> to myself a couple times because then I can approach things from that place. I know it sounds silly, but I find it can really make a difference. Okay. And taking a few minutes to write down in my start today journal, so that journal I mentioned before, it has um it has a list of 10 dreams that you already made happen. Like you're writing as if they already happened in the now, so it's a little bit of law of attraction, a little bit of woo woo. 10 dreams every day. That seems like a lot of dreams. Well, I like to think big, Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, this is much easier to attain when I'm building my own schedule. It's a little bit harder when you're bound by external meetings and obligations in a day job, for example, or perhaps it's your, your family and your children. Um, so when you're dealing with those, it gets a little bit harder to, to manage that type of morning.
1: It sounds exhausting to me even when you don't have to report to someone else. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, Nikki. Well, tell me about what your ideal morning routine looks like.
1: Okay, so I have a list of things that I'd really like to do, but that adds up to probably half a day. So mm-hmm. it's not likely to be practical for me to do all of this and actually get my work done. <laughs> but in an ideal world, here's what I'd like to do. Okay. First, morning pages. Right? Then I'd really like to start meditating, even if it's just five minutes in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd also like to read. Um, I used to read all the time, and I just I don't allow myself the time anymore. I feel it's too indulgent, but I want to learn something every day, you know? Okay. So mm-hmm. I feel like if I built that in as even if it's just a couple pages, a chapter, nonfiction, um, maybe an artist's biography or something like that. I'd like to start the day learning something. Got it. Um then I'd like to sit down with my coffee and a sketchbook and just do some warm-up sketches, get the creative juices flowing, get some of the ideas of things that I've thought about overnight or dreams that I've had, get those mm-hmm. out of my head and onto paper. Um and exercise. Really? This is not something I want to do <laughs> at all, ever. It's something I feel like I should do. And then... Um, we all feel that way, by the way. I know. But some people actually want to do it. Okay. Well, not you and I. No. <laughs> no, but my sister wants to exercise. I, I know some people
0: like that, too. Yeah, I take it it's back. crazy. You're right. You're right.
1: There are some people. They're crazy, but... Morning workout
0: fans, (laughs) we still love you.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes, Sandy, I love you anyway. Um, Okay, then I'd like to plan my day or hopefully I've already planned it the night before or ideally on Sunday for the whole following week. Mm -hmm. Well, really, in that perfect world, I'd never have to plan my day and I would just work on
0: whatever I felt like working on. (laughs) (laughs) But as a human being, that's probably not going to happen.
1: Yeah, that's true. (laughs) And currently what I really do, Mm
0: -hmm. instead of that
1: beautifully curated list of tasks, (laughs) is I grab my phone before I even get out of bed and I check my email, right? which usually puts me right into that reactive mode instead of a creative mode. It's all the work that needs to be done that day. Then I I roll out of bed, quickly make some coffee and immediately start working on client work. I don't even walk my dogs like you do because Mm -hmm. I have a fenced yard that I'm still paying for. (laughs) I
0: just toss them outside in it. (laughs) Okay. Given that, what would be a realistic compromise between these two scenarios for you?
1: Well, like you, I think it would be wise of me not to have my phone right by my bed. Mm -hmm. um, So that I'm more likely to actually get up when I wake up and not just lie in bed, scrolling on my phone I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, right. I'm not, try- <laughs> I'm not trying to stick to a certain time of waking up. I mean, I'm not as much of a night owl as you are, Laura, but I'm also totally not a morning person. I tend to wake up anywhere between 8 and 10 a.m., but I usually stay in bed on my phone as long as my bladder will let me. <laughs> but really, I should leave my phone charging on my desk, not next to the bed. Uh-huh. And then I could actually spend a few minutes when I wake up before I get up Doing some meditation or reading during the time that I'm usually scrolling on the phone. Yep. And then I could get up, make my coffee, let the dogs out, and sit down with my coffee and do morning pages. Even if I don't take the time to do three full pages, I feel like even if I just did five minutes of a brain dump in the morning, that would be awesome, right? Right. And then... Um, One thing that I've done periodically, which works for me, is to kind of combine my sketchbook time in the morning with morning pages. And instead of just writing out longhand, I can do a combination of a brain dump of what's going through my mind. It'll be a combination of words and images. So it's kind of like an
0: art journaling version of the morning pages. Exactly. Now, I noticed, Nikki, you didn't really mention the word exercise anywhere in there. Ah, damn it.
1: (laughs) I was hoping you wouldn't notice that. (laughs) <laughs> so I actually enjoy riding my bike when someone kind of makes me do it. Mm-hmm. It's the getting it out and starting it that I dread, but I actually like riding it. So if I were smart, I'd find a cycling buddy that had a as bizarre
0: a schedule as I have to ride with. Well, if I lived in Paducah, I would be your cycling buddy. Awesome. I actually own a road bike, and I don't think it's even seen a bike path in the last two years. <laughs> okay, Laura. Well, when do you move? I'm <laughs> I'm not sure Paducah could handle me. <laughs>
1: oh, you're underestimating Paducah. It can totally handle you. If it can handle me, it can handle you. <laughs> but anyway, so I even bought a stationary bike with a laptop desk on it, thinking that I'd use it in the morning wow. when, sh- when checking my email and planning my day. But really, it makes a nice bookshelf and clothes rack.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I haven't figured out the exercise part yet. <laughs> Well, I'll say I'm personally going to commit to starting a new non-frantic morning routine that adds some healthier habits into my morning and eliminates the bad scrolling phone habits that I currently have.
1: So are you actually going to leave your phone
0: downstairs? Well, I'll stick it in my bathroom upstairs so it's not easily accessible. And Ariana Huffington would be so proud. Oh, she really would. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Okay, so what can I commit to?
0: Please don't say drinking bourbon every morning.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I never put bourbon in my coffee before 11 (laughs) a.m. Okay, but seriously, I will commit to leaving my phone at my desk and not bringing it to bed and trying not to check my email until after I've done a few of the healthier habits from my list. Does that sound
0: reasonable? I think so. Yeah, there's a there's a book called My Morning Ritual, Uh How Successful People Start Every Day Inspired. Okay, and the one common thread seems to be that successful people start their day doing something personal that is unrelated to their job. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of ensuring that you start your day off in the best mental state possible. So I think our plans will help with that.
1: Uh, I sure hope so. (laughs) And I think it's important, as we've learned from some of the books we've mentioned before about forming good habits, don't try to change everything all at once, or you're really just setting yourself up for failure. Pick one habit to break and one new one to form and make them second nature before you stack
0: on new habits. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, we've talked about morning routines here, But there are also other types of routines that can be really beneficial in your day. For example, evening routines before you go to bed or creative rituals before you begin creating.
1: Awesome. So which should we address first?
0: Let's talk about evening routines. Okay. Here are a few things that I've used in the past that I find helpful. So in my ideal evening world, (laughs) I'll sit down and I'll write in a gratitude journal and I'll write five things that I'm thankful about from that day. Okay. Another is setting my top three things to get accomplished for the following day. So I won't have to use brain power in the morning for those since I'm not a morning person (laughs) and
1: have no brain power and have no brain power,
0: (laughs) at least at that time of day. Okay. (laughs) Um, The third is reading a chapter or two of a really good book, you know, having that chance to escape or that chance to learn something new. You had mentioned learning Mm -hmm. and I love learning every day Mm -hmm. as well. So that's an opportunity to do that. And then having some evening no-caffeine tea, like a chamomile tea, and then maybe a salt bath to relax and unwind. Mm -hmm. And then putting away those devices and all the screens, you know, before I end up in the bedroom so that I'm not staring at those and then triggering um, all those things it does in your head that keeps you from sleeping.
1: Okay. So that sounds like a lovely, ideal evening, but
0: in reality, what are you currently doing? (laughs) Okay, here's the reality. In reality, I wash my face, brush and floss my teeth. Well, definitely brush my teeth. I don't always floss. Um, I drink some water. Okay, so those are good habits. Those are good habits. We've got a couple of those. Then I binge watch just One more episode of whatever series I'm into at the moment. Just how many more episodes? (laughs) Well, we're going to call it one. Okay. (laughs) We
1: can call it that.
0: I keep a gratitude journal on my coffee table and think about how I should have filled it out when I'm sitting in bed. Okay. And then I take my phone to bed, and when I don't fall asleep right away, which happens pretty frequently for me, I pick it up and I start scrolling. Which means I'm going to be down some rabbit hole for the next hour and a half, <laughs> glued to my screen instead of sleeping.
1: All right. So, how can we move the reality list closer to your ideal evening routine? We already talked about leaving the phone in the bathroom, so that part is taken care of theoretically. Theoretically,
0: um, that that would be huge, but. I also think that this is where habit stacking comes into play. So I already, you know, wash my face, brush my teeth without really thinking about it. So maybe I can add some habits onto that. Like right after I brush my teeth, I go right in my gratitude journal that will be sitting right there on the nightstand. After you floss. After I floss. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I love this one since we're talking about habit stacking. Uh um, I loved this from a book that I recently read. They were saying that you should just floss one tooth. (laughs) Like that's your goal, because once you've gotten the floss out and you're flossing one tooth, you can't help but floss all the others. Right. It's just a natural progression. You're going to stop at one
1: again, theoretically.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So so the key to maintaining these routines is to make them accessible. So, for example, set that gratitude journal with a pen on your nightstand or have a dedicated power station in your bathroom for your phone. Okay, that sounds like a great start. How about you, Nikki? What does your ideal evening routine look like?
1: Well, what I would ideally like to do is to stop eating and drinking three hours before bed. Yep. Which would be easier if I had a set bedtime, which I don't. Um, I'd like to take a warm bath every night and spend some time reading a book in the tub. I mentioned reading in the morning as a time to learn something new. Right. But what I'd really like to do is in the evening, read some fiction that is just total escape from work and all the things that I'm actually trying to learn. So it's just a whole different feeling. Well, it helps you unwind your brain from the day, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, And then I'd like to stretch my achy body after sitting at the computer all day and then kind of loosening it up a little by that warm bath. Mm hmm brush and floss my teeth and floss (laughs) and floss at least one tooth at least no I'm gonna do I'm gonna do two or three (laughs) um and then ideally I'd like to do a nice skincare routine with cleanser and toner and serum and other wow that's fancy And other words like that yeah it's fancy but I'm old as fuck (laughs) and my eyes are puffy all the time (laughs) So then I'd like to get in bed at a reasonable hour and, uh, either read a little more or fall asleep to, a, a, like a guided meditation.
0: Okay. So what do you actually do, Nikki? Oh, uh, well,
1: what I actually do is snack all evening while I'm working until I can't focus on the screen anymore. Mm-hmm. um, and then when I get up to get ready for bed, I I take something for the reflux I know I'm going to have because I'm lying down <laughs> 20 minutes after I just ate something. <laughs> <laughs> I brush my teeth really quickly. I, I won't go to bed without brushing, but I can't promise that I always do the full two recommended minutes and I don't floss as regularly as I need to. Um, and then I take my combination of melatonin and Benadryl to help me fall asleep and stay asleep, (laughs) which I probably wouldn't need to do if I meditated instead of just working until I collapse and Mm -hmm. then scroll on my phone. Right. And then as I get in bed, I'm probably watching something mindless on TV while chatting on my phone or playing a stupid game.
0: (laughs) Okay, so Nikki, what changes could you realistically implement in your evening routine to adjust this a little bit closer to your ideal?
1: Become an entirely different person?
0: <laughs> Aside from that. <laughs> okay, well that's probably not realistic.
1: So, okay, so I already mentioned leaving my phone at my desk when I quit working. Mhm. Um I should also quit working before I'm physically and mentally unable to focus. That would give me time to unwind by if I'm going to watch something on TV, doing it mindfully instead of mindlessly, (laughs) right? Um, Or preferably reading some fiction to get me away
0: from thinking about work right before I go to bed. That sounds like a good plan. Uh, There's there's one other type of routine we should talk about today, and that is uh, creative routines or creative rituals. Uh And I don't know about you, but sometimes it's hard to switch on the the flow of creativity from whatever is going on in your life in that moment.
1: Oh Well, ideally, I'd like that creativity to be my life. (laughs) Wouldn't we all? (laughs) Yeah. But as we talked about in the episode we just did about finding time in practice, it's something that I have to squeeze in.
0: Yeah. In reality, we have to find some sort of balance. Mm -hmm. And I find that more meditative practices can really help me sort of reset before starting a creative project. So, for example, here are some things that I've done to help clear my mind in the past. One would be burning sage to clear out bad energy. And yes, I know that's woo woo, Nikki. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I can find that that can be helpful. Okay. Or blaring my favorite music playlist into headphones and dancing along. All right. Again, moving your body, getting free of, you know, whatever that stagnant energy is. Um, it could be playing an instrument like a piano or a steel drum or a thumb piano. Yeah, it's lovely. Wasn't that lovely? <laughs> <laughs> um, just anything to help you reset and also clearing off my workspace to start fresh. Right. Now, something I want to stop doing is looking at other people's work before creating my own
1: mm-hmm.
0: and limiting my exposure to social media so that I'm not influenced by other people's work, but I'm creating from a space and a place that is authentically me. Right. How about you, Nikki.
1: Those mostly sound great. However, I am not at all woo-woo, so I'm not going to sage my space. (laughs) (laughs) But I definitely do have things I like to do to get into that studio feeling. Okay, like what? Um, Well, definitely putting on some music. It's Mm -hmm. almost always, for me, a woman singer-songwriter. In fact, I have an entire series of encaustic pieces that I did for a particular show that was created to the music of Cat Power. Cool. Cool. I also like to clean off my desk so I have a clear workspace and um, make sure that all of the things I want to use are within an easy arm's reach. Awesome. I like to have a drink ready, depending Mm -hmm. on the time of day. It might be coffee or it might be wine or bourbon (laughs) (laughs) and always water. Okay. Um, I like to light a candle or burn some incense or oil in my oil burner, sandalwood, if at all possible. Not mm-hmm. for any woo-woo properties, but just for mood and for just feeling good in the space.
0: I love doing that too, actually. Yeah.
1: And I'll keep my phone nearby because I'm probably playing music on it. And I want to be able to look up things that pop into my head as I'm working. But I will mm-hmm. turn off notifications.
0: Yes. And for anybody who doesn't know, there, there is a way on your phone just to, to flip a switch. And it'll turn off all the notifications at once so mm-hmm. that you can, you can do that. And then when you're ready, you can flip them back on. So those are all great practices to have to help you get in the flow. Nikki, there's a cool book you mentioned to me the other day that has some examples of famous artist rituals. Mm -hmm. Can you share more with us about that?
1: Yeah, of course. So the book is called Daily Rituals, How Artists Work by Mason Curry, Mm -hmm. and it actually has blurbs about the creative and working rituals and habits of visual artists, writers, philosophers, Filmmakers, composers, even Mm -hmm. scientists, and their routines vary widely. Hmm. Um, Unlike what you read about what successful people do, um, who almost always recommend waking up earlier. There are definitely some creative people who are early risers with healthy routines. But you'll find a lot of artists with late night rituals and a lot of habits that most would consider unhealthy. You mean like drinking bourbon? (laughs) Oh, come on, Laura. You know I talk about it more than I actually do it, right? (laughs) At least that's what I tell myself. (laughs) Anyway, I made note of just a few different artists from this book and what their daily rituals are. So first up was Andy Warhol, who was definitely unconventional, but he had an interesting self-imposed accountability practice. Okay. Each weekday morning, he woke up and had a phone call with his friend, Pat Hackett, Around 9 a.m. to dictate the previous day's events. Um, It started for him as a way of tracking expenses for his taxes. He would just list off what he spent the previous day. Mm -hmm. But it became kind of his version of morning pages where he would just brain dump to his poor friend. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah, I don't think that that's the most useful example to follow. (laughs) Can Can you imagine the hundreds, if not thousands of tapes that exist of all that mumbo jumbo?
1: Well, I mean, it's probably not the most useful, but I found the accountability factor interesting. Right. So another more useful or healthy practice was um, what Georgia O'Keeffe did. So she would get up with the sun, build a fire, brew some tea, and then get back into bed to watch the sunrise. Nice. Um, Then she'd go on a half hour walk through the New Mexico desert. And then she'd have come back and have breakfast at 7 a.m. and then spend the day in the studio.
0: I'm sure that gave her lots of creative inspiration.
1: Well, she got lots of creative inspiration in between killing rattlesnakes with a stick on her walks. Yikes. <laughs>
0: okay. Maybe I changed my mind about that one. I just stick to watching the desert from bed. <laughs> that sounds like more fun to me too. <laughs> Although I'm thinking of the
1: snake skins and and skeletons that oh, I Oh no, have. <laughs> no, no. All right. So another one that I that I really liked. Salvador Dali woke up with his own version of a gratitude or self care practice. Okay. He wrote that every morning upon awakening, I experience a supreme pleasure, that of being Salvador Dali. (laughs) And I ask myself, wonderstruck, what prodigious thing will he do today, this Salvador Dali? Wow. Arrogant much? Well, nobody
0: can accuse him of being (laughs) (laughs) self-deprecating. That's for sure. I'm just going to start talking about myself in the third person, just so you know. Okay. Well, what would Laura Griffin do? (laughs) Well, Laura would. (laughs) Okay, Nikki. So what are our key takeaways from this episode?
1: All right. First, I'd say that whether or not we plan specific routines, we all have them. And they Mm -hmm. can either be healthy and helpful or unhealthy and actually hinder our creative work, right? Right. So we should do our best to try to break some of the bad habits and adopt some healthier routines.
0: Yeah. And don't try to change all of your routines or habits at once. Try habit stacking and make it easier for yourself by adding one small thing at a time until it becomes second nature.
1: Yeah. And I'd say finally, don't beat yourself up for not being perfect at it every time. It takes a while to break bad habits and form new, healthier ones, and it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Just striving for moving in the right direction can be really good.
0: I agree. Now it's your turn. Share with us about your morning, evening, and creative routines. Is there a practice that you have that you find particularly helpful? Are there bad habits you're trying to break, and do you want an accountability partner to assist you with those? Provide your feedback in our Stardust Society Facebook group, and let's help each other out.
1: Ratings and reviews help Stardusts like you find the podcast, and they keep us motivated and excited to record more episodes and share our experiences with you. So please consider leaving us a five-star rating and a review that we might just share with our listeners. If you do, grab a screenshot and go to stardustsociety.com reviews and fill out the form to share it with us.
0: You can also find the show notes for today's episode at startistsociety.com slash routines. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.